This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. organizations and employers really understand the need and the importance of customer experience. And in fact, we talked about that the last time. Fewer employers and organizations really understand the importance of employee experience. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Employee experience is something you want to understand. You want to benefit from your employees' observations and perceptions about what life is like for them in your organization and what their employment feels like. Now, keep in mind, your employees are your first customers. And when you increase their emotional connection to the company and increase their experience they then increase the customer experience. So in other words, give your employees a taste of this experience dimension that you want your customers to have, and they in turn will pass it on to the customers. Now, the corollary to that is that if you don't give them that experience, then what they pass on to the customer is a negative experience. Now, according to Jacob Morgan, who's the author of The Employee Experience Advantage, when you focus on employee experience as an organization, you will have four times higher profits, 40% less turnover, and 24% less headcount. Now, imagine that. You could actually have fewer people get more done And have those people want to stay and not leave or feel overwhelmed and overworked and be more profitable at the same time, just because of the experience that you're dialing in for those employees. A focus on that employee experience recognizes the power of people wanting to work more so than people just needing to work. So you want to think about how you can redesign the organization with the employees at the center. And so there are several areas of focus that we can look at. One area is what we'll call culture. And under culture, we have things like having work that is meaningful, having a sense of purpose about why you're there, what it is that you're doing creating that positive and affirmative work environment, the environment that energizes people rather than drains them. And this is one that I talk about frequently because when I'm with my clients, I find that this is the one that is violated the most often. So frequently, people are in a negative environment where errors and mistakes are constantly pointed out and they're not getting the feedback about what's going well or what's going right in the workplace. Another part of culture 
is providing growth opportunities. People want to grow. People want to learn. They want to experience something new, occasionally get new skills. And that also means having a supportive and trusted leadership around them so that they get the coaching, the mentoring, and the development that they're looking for. There are also what I'm going to refer to as some quality of life aspects of the culture. In other words, people like to work for an organization that they can be proud of. So maybe you actually have a program or an approach where your employees get a certain number of hours where they can do volunteer work in the community. That's energizing for many people to have that opportunity, and it makes you a best place to work. Other people might want to have time in the workplace to work on an individual or special project that's related to work. They're doing work for you. However, they get a chance to specify the nature of that work and to add value in a way that they choose or that's unique to them. Similarly, people really do value in today's world anything that you can do that enhances their life balance. So that might mean flexible work hours. It could mean more vacation time. It could be other ways to give time off. So all of those I would put in this culture bucket that you are creating and that leads to a quality of life. The second area I would look at would be just tools for productivity. What do your employees need? What would they find valuable in terms of what would make them more productive, having the right resources in the workplace? It could be that it might be some virtual platforms so they could work remotely, some mobile tools, certain kinds of equipment, different technology solutions. The bottom line is your people want the right tools for the job. In other words, If you want them to chop down trees, they don't want you to give them a Boy Scout knife. They need a chainsaw for that. So making sure that what you're providing is the tool that's going to be most efficient, most effective, and lead to the least amount of frustration. Now, some of those tools are not only for the exact detail of the work, but may also be for the collaboration that's necessary so people can work together with others, including others who are in a remote site. And in the spirit of balance, some of those tools might even be related to fitness, even having fitness apps, because we find that more fit leaders are also more productive leaders. And then this leads to the third bucket, which I'll refer to as the workspace. Having decor that is interesting or relaxing to the employee or that's inspiring to the employee. Having healthy food options, a dining room space that's inviting, perhaps providing balconies or patios or gardens and hiking trails or fountains in your work environment, or a gym where they can get those extra steps in during a lunch break, or lounges where people can take a break and and relax. Having offices and meeting rooms with windows and natural light, a building that has collaborative meeting spaces where you can go to some place that's not exactly your office, 
but you have lots of options to meet with people in conference rooms or more creative spaces that bring people together. In general, just having some space flexibility. Success with employee experience really comes from being intentional. These environments are built. They don't just evolve. And in order for them to be successful, you have to be holistic. In other words, we've often talked about culture before in other settings. It's not just looking only at culture, however. You want to look at culture. You want to look at rewards, the learning environment, engagement, physical conditions, emotional, professional, financial well-being. You're creating a well-being environment that's humanistically oriented, if you will. So some tools along the way that you might use for that. One tool is actually to get feedback on an ongoing and regular basis from your employees. In other words, that once or twice a year employee satisfaction survey is not enough. You regularly have to be listening and regularly taking the pulse of the organization from some pulse feedback that you're just putting out the feelers on a regular basis to see what people are talking about, what they're saying, and what they're thinking about. And as you listen, be thinking about what you could co-create together, and then don't just listen, go out and implement it and do something. And so one of the other tools that helps in this is to have a design thinking mind. And that's a mind that desires to simplify work and increase productivity and performance. A mindset that looks for new delivery models and ways of doing things. What can you design that you may not have been thinking about that the employee is interested in and that will work? And the same way that you can use a net promoter score for the customer side, you can even get feedback from an employee net promoter score. Let them rate you to what extent would they recommend the company and the business they work for to their friends and family, either for employment and or for doing business with you. And imagine if you work someplace and you wouldn't recommend it to someone, that says a lot. So this focus on employee experience also increases employee engagement. And so often in workplaces today, the focus is on engagement alone, and that's not enough. It's really hard to get to engagement without first focusing on the employee experience. And in that case, engagement becomes an outcome or a byproduct of having the right experiences in the workplace. So here's what I would say. Any choice that you make that's for your employees is also a choice for your long-term business success. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan 
for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.